Welcome to Punk Frockers, a community sewing podcast brought to you by Jenny Hassler and Beverly Baptiste. Hi, Jenny. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. It's always a great night when I get a chance to chat with you. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. What I want to hear about is what you're wearing right now. Oh my gosh, I'm wearing the best thing and it's so comfortable. The pictures I took of this, so I'm going to start by not describing it at all. And I'm going to say, I took photos tonight that I'll be putting up on the internet sometime soon on Instagram. But as I was taking pictures of it, I suddenly thought, oh, I just need to grab my boobs. And so my (laughs) husband said, that is inappropriate for your audience, but he still took the pictures. So we'll see what happens. But I had, because this fabric, it's like a... um, I guess it's a lightweight ponte sort of a knit and it feels smooth and soft, like a nice one might, but it's not a heavy cotton blend. It's like other crappier things, but it's really high quality. This is from mood society over the summer. They did a kit uh, that they called their summer kit. And um, I was lucky enough to end up with two of those. So one of our winners from last month is having it sent to them. They'll have the same fabric and the opportunity to make the same dress I am wearing or any other dress they want, um, this or shirt or pants or, you know, whatever. But this fabric is, it's very soft, very smooth, very stable. It feels like it, um, it hugs me really nicely. It makes a smooth curve, which I love. It's just really attractive. Um, so the one thing about it that maybe, maybe not everybody's prepared for in terms of a lovely fabric, like I'm describing is that it is in fact a creamy white with traffic cone, orange stripes. And they are of course, horizontal stripes because those are the best stripes they are and so I'm super excited about this I think it's absolutely marvelous I have made it into one of my new absolute favorite patterns the Aronica dress which can also be a romper by made for mermaids which is of course named after one of our friends of the show Aronica, who has been on here, the needle in the bell, who has been on the show previously. It is marvelous. I've made it in this case with the cap sleeve and I've made so far, I've only made the bodycon version, but this pattern is awesome. It comes with a gathered skirt as an option. It comes with different sleeve lengths and it comes with a romper option, which is just beyond exciting. And I made this one with the, um, the mid-level scoop There is a much lower level scoop available, which I expect you have to use with the romper, or at least Mm. if you're my size, I bet you do, (laughs) and get it up. But it's it's nice. The way that this binding was attached, which you'd have to buy the pattern to really look at, but the instructions for it, this is my new favorite way to attach a knit binding. I'll do this from now on for anything that wants a knit binding. I am so sad. Look at how even and beautiful that looks. I mean, I'm super impressed with how this came out. I'm so very happy. So what it looks like to me is a cap sleeve t-shirt. And then when you stood up, it looks like you have like a, it's like a pencil skirt almost with it. Yeah. Right. It is. It's just completely, it's form fitting from shoulder to five inches above my knee. (laughs) And so it's a little tiny bit short for the office. My thigh tattoo definitely is visible. Okay. And then the back is the real interesting feature, right? 
Yeah. So on the back of this dress, and this is literally the dress I would design for myself if I'd ever been asked to design something for myself. On the back, it is a wrap back, but it does not attach at the waist. So you you cut two kind of long, funky wrap pieces like you would for any wrap garment, and they are sewn into the side seams, but along the bottom hem of it, it is hemmed. It is not attached to the waist of the skirt in the back. So you're cutting a rear pencil skirt, a front full dress, and two wrapping pieces for the back bodice. And it is gorgeous. And I wear industrial strength bras because I have industrial strength chesticles. (laughs) And the thick straps on those bras that I have, and I have some with cute, sexy, thin straps too, but the, the wide strap bra backs don't show at all. Oh, fantastic. It is exciting because mostly I go out and get pictures with my husband on something like this. And I'm like, make sure you pull and tuck and, and make sure none of those things are showing. And I told him when we got out there, I'm like, make sure my straps aren't showing. I turned around and he's like, they just aren't. And so he took the pictures and I'm like, oh, that is awesome. Because it makes it super practical. Um, I mean, in the sense that anything that exposes portions of your back is practical. So. Um, but I'm in love with it. It is, it is so amazing. And I am, I am, first off, I am dying to make a maxi length one mm. and on maxi length in the back. I want to make the skirt piece. It's made in one piece. I want to make it out of two pieces because just below my knee, I want to insert a giant fan so that I can have like a mermaid swish at the back. Oh, nice. I know. <laughs> so I got plans for this pattern. If you don't already own it, and you love awesome things, you should immediately go buy it. And like I say, it has a non-body conversion so that if you're not as comfortable with your giant hips, thighs, wiggles, jiggles as I am, or you just don't have those to show off, you might, you might prefer that uh, gathered skirt option. <laughs> so tell me about your top. Well... What I am wearing is something I'm very excited to be able to talk about because it is one of the earliest dresses I made and one of the dresses I wear the most often, but I have never before talked about it on the show because it was before in a very small uh, size range. This dress used to be, I think, up to like a 47 inch hip. I mean, it's a very small size range. This is my best smaller than my waist. Yeah, it's just, it was very small size range before, um, but now it's been released to a max chest size of 56 inches and the finished chest size is, is uh, 63 inches. It's a 59 inch hip. So it's an A-line dress and this, it comes with sleeves or not. I like the sleeveless version and I love it with a little sweater over it in the winter time. I wear, I almost always wear it over cuffed jeans. Um, this is in made in linen. It has, has the greatest pocket construction in the front has these huge pockets, but they're, they're full. The, the material folds in to make the pockets. So I'm showing you underneath the pockets are like, Oh yeah. No, I, I know this dress. I've looked at this dress before and been annoyed that it wasn't for me. 
Yeah, but now but now they've expanded their size range. So anyways, I, I encourage you to check it out. Um, Grainline Studios has, they don't have very many patterns. Um, they've just started increasing their size range. They have increased their uniform tunic, which maybe was released in a large size range in the first place. And also their Augusta dress was released that way. So they have some very nice patterns and the drafting is perfect. So I encourage people to check it out. Do you know on the Pharaoh um, whether or not the newly released sizes are drafted to a larger chest size? I believe so because it's two separate size ranges. Like you buy, you click on different things to buy the pattern. There's one for 14 to 30 and one from zero to 20 or something, the two size ranges. So I would think. Right. That it would be different cup size. Okay, so when I go and look at it, it says it's drafted for a D cup size, a D sewing cup size. Yes. And a height of five foot five. And so that's that's simply awesome. I'm very, very excited about this. Yes. This is one that really has been on my list for some time. And I basically decided I wasn't going to grade it up. And I wasn't going to try and turn anything else into it. So... I'm super excited about that. That seems like a really neat one. Thanks for sharing. Okay. So what else have you been sewing? So I made another Aronica. Um, That one I've already posted about on Instagram. And I made it out of that really nice ice dye I did out of Raven. So it has that sort of dark gray with some greens and purples and pinks and oranges and blues and all this other stuff bursting out of it. And I've received a request from someone who saw the dress for, um, for me to videotape some instructions on how I fold that fabric. Mm. And, um, so I am going to try this weekend. I have some more that I need to die, um, doing just a, an Instagram live that walks through the really boring experience of me putting rubber bands around fabric to show what it is I do with that. Cause it's, it's super simple to get a circle, right? You just pop your finger up, gather the fabric around it, do the rubber bands and let it go. But I essentially do that in a, in a rhythmic way across the entire piece of cloth. And so um, that's sort of where, where that comes from. So I'm going to videotape that. That was a lot of fun to make. The next one that I did is I've started making hopes by style, hope by style art. I've made two of them so far. So one of them describe the dress. Okay. I'm going to try super hard and you can correct me where I'm wrong. I think you've made the dress or maybe you've seen it. I have the not. Dress. I know okay, the dress. Okay, so now. you will love this. This dress is a raglan sleeve woven dress with a neckline that is uh, closed by a um, a button okay. on the back, which I used the button loop technique that I think you messaged me recently on Instagram. And it's oh, not yeah. you, someone else did. I made my, my little button loop by... Mm-hmm. Um, gathering up zigzagging over it and it came out really beautifully. Um, so I did that and, and it's got the raglan sleeves. They end in kind of a gathered sleeve at the end, which Mm -hmm. is mid forearm for me at full length, right? When I do the Mm -hmm. comes to mid forearm, the, uh, the elastic measurement assumes a lot of things that are not true about my forearms. So I am going to need to put a longer piece of elastic in there because I felt (laughs) like I was being tourniqueted for blood donation all day long wearing this. My first, my second one that I made. 
Um, it the sleeves remind me very much of the sleeves from that M seventy nine sixty nine that was so popular. Yes. But that one has that crossover front. Yes, and the sleeves here end in elastic, and I think they're gathered onto binding tape, as I recall, on the M seventy nine sixty nine, which I think would also be attractive here and very easy to do. In addition, it's got a gathered skirt that's lightly gathered. So I've done one version with light gatherings and I've done one version where I did with the fabric plus the, you know, I cut out the angled shaping on the sides like they request. And uh, that one is more heavily gathered. I think I like the heavier gathering better, but the lightly gathered can be made using quilting cotton, at least through my size. Um, I made this in a straight size 26. I think I was supposed to make a 24 for my high bust and then a 26 for my bust and then a 28 for my waist and a 32 for my hips. But I made the judgment that the way this is supposed to be a loose fitting raglan dress that I could go with the uh, chest measurement and it would work. And it did. I actually, I love it. I think it's perfect for what I want the dress to be on me. I've made two versions, one of which is my inspired by Lisa Frank version. Yes. That I will be posting yes. for 1980s. It is, it is pale blue instead of rainbow colored. And I understand that that's bad, but it is covered with unicorns that are gold. They have gold features on them. This is an uh-huh. Alexander Henry fabric. And then I added gold piping in my um, my uh, raglan sleeve seams. Well, that is definitely a modern up, upcycled version of, of Lisa Frank. something Lisa Frank, which was all the folders that if your mom loved you, she got for you. And <laughs> and at least that's how it felt when you were asking for them. Because if your mom was like, "Nope, those are a dollar a piece." And you can you get seven for a dollar. You just get solid colors. Now let me ask you something. I think this might be West Coast thing. But <laughs> did you have peachy folders? No, I don't know what that is. Oh my god, this is totally West Coast thing. Because okay, tell has, me, Jim doesn't have it either. It's a folder, and it has it's this it's this like. Well, this is funny. People who are from California will know what a peachy folder is. I hope at least my age. If you're around 50 and you're from California, you're going to know what peach folder is. There are these, they're the folders that like, you know, they have like long things that, that, that you put your papers in on the inside, but they're the color kind of a manila envelope. And then there's kind of uh, dark gray or something on the outside of the drawings, but there's like people who are playing tennis, people who are all kind of sports things on there. But on the inside, there's also like mathematic multiplication tables and oh, like, wow the amounts of, you know, like conversions between ounces and mills, I think, or something like that. Anyways, um, it was something that I grew up with. We all had them. We colored them in while we were bored in class. This probably shouldn't go in the show, but (laughs) (laughs) let's go on. (laughs) No, that's, that's awesome because that is part of the 1980s challenge of, and it assumes you're aiming at 1980s. Keep in mind, Gen X has to be there's a lot of years that you can include there, mm-hmm. but that's part of it, right? Is finding where your inspiration is. For me, I can imagine, um, I'd already done this. And so I, if I can find it, I may take a picture of it, but finding strawberry shortcake sheets and converting them into a dress, you've, you've hit Gen X. Finding, um, honestly, 
oh my gosh, Beverly is showing me an image and it is awesome. No, we didn't have those at all. I have no idea what that is. Oh my gosh. I'm putting this um, image on our show notes and we'll see. You who's... definitely need to, but yeah. I had the Lisa Frank ones, which were all sort of black and then bright rainbows. And it was fantastical creatures, largely unicorns, but lots of other stuff as well. Could be ice cream cones or anything. And it was super exciting and trapper keepers and all of that. But there's, there's so much across so many eras that you are years, not eras, but years that you could definitely use for this, that it's, it's completely appropriate conversation, Um, you know, and, and it's, it's kind of fun. Yeah. And so when I found this Alexander Henry unicorn fabric dipped in gold, there's so much sparkly gold all over it. I thought, oh yeah, that's my Lisa Frank dress. And so that's one of my PF Gen X contributions. Now I did make another, um, another version, my very first version of the Hope Dress by Stylark. Um, I put on uh, Instagram, I did an Instagram live of me making it. And I made that from a Katie Cortman fabric. Um, one of the ones that's her cotton based one that's not not the gauze, not the but gauze. The, okay. the straight woven mm-hmm. cotton. And and I I really like it. It's lovely. The colors are quite good. The fit was really good. Um, it convinced me to immediately start the Lisa Frank version. And I know I've got a dozen more versions of that in me because it, it just, it looks really nice. It wears really easy. Um, the cautionary notes that I have are my normal ones. Um, I, I cut six to eight inches off of the skirt pattern piece before making this dress. And it is mid calf. If I had not, it would have been a floor length garment. I did not put the pockets in, but I can tell you where they're marked on the pattern. My arms aren't that long. So there was going to be a problem there as well. Um, But the other parts of it were quite easy. I found the instructions easy to understand um, and easy to follow. They were a little bit more excessive than they normally are. And I did also put up a little um, reel because I'm trying to learn how those go on how to take those instructions and just sew straight across the top of them in order to make yourself your own little booklet. Yeah, um, it's an incredibly cool. simple idea, but it worked out. But on these instructions, it has its usual written stuff mm-hmm. and sort of the schematic that just shows the pattern pieces, how to put it together. But I found there were a oh, lot more nice. illustrations yeah. that I was to seeing. And uh, some of those illustrations were extra helpful, but there was, there was just a lot more of that than I'm yeah. accustomed to in these patterns. So I thought that was, that was pretty nice. Um, I may make another version where I, where I try and use three panels to do that skirt. Cause as you know, I am desperate to find my perfect 1950s full skirt dress pattern by adapting bodices that, uh, mm-hmm. that fit my body. And so I'm, I'm continuing down that path. And then bad news. I have one more to talk about. Um, I also made another style art pattern called the Ellie E L L E Y. This is, uh, it's called the Ellie designer knit pardon me designer knit dress this one has sort of a jewel neckline but it's it's not a jewel neckline I'm sorry a round neckline it's big enough to just pull over your head though and it's sleeveless the neckline which is round and the sleeves are both bound using woven bias tape okay and so you're not going to have any stretch there once you've bound them right they're going to just stay Mm -hmm. in their format and I found that looked and worked pretty good. Um, I think I would all in all probably go to use the Aronica method for doing a knit bias 
binding or knit binding, not bias, just knit binding on it instead next time. But I did like the look and I enjoyed trying something I hadn't tried before. On this garment, the the bodice has has bust darts at a weird location. They come out of they come out of the armhole, but they like they come out at like a weird steep shallow angle. And I, I'm not sure what their real purpose is, but I stuck them in there. They were cute, whatever. <laughs> um, they didn't hurt anything. They didn't you know, like it's not like I ended up with a pointing thing that was in the wrong place on my boob or whatever. Yeah. I just don't know that it really. I'm not sure that had a lot of impact on the fit for me, but, but I put those in there and then the waist, it was an asymmetrical waist that ends like in that princess V that you see on things. Only if that was six inches over to your left. Mm. So it's asymmetrical. It's coming down from your, your waist at an angle ending offset to your left. Nice. And then the skirt when you're cutting the skirt out, if you're me, you're like, what the hell is the skirt supposed to do? There's a hem on two of the four sides. So I'm confused. Well, what you were supposed to do is once you cut it out, you end up with a rectangle that has an angle coming in on one side and that angle you seam together and it causes sort of a waterfall. Huh on the front of the dress. So you have points on the front and the back is just an even skirt at, because it's a style art pattern, six inches below my knee. <laughs> and so next time I'll be making it shorter and I'm going to take that length out from the weight, the waist side of it, because if I take it out from the waist side, then that waterfall that's created, instead of starting well below my knee, it'll start just above my knee and it'll be the look that the the pattern has on the packaging. I don't know how to say that better. The two points that are on the front of the dress mm -hmm. fall at the, their handkerchief hem like. They fall at the, well, they touch my feet. They're <laughs> supposed to be mid calf from the photograph. I am just, I am proportioned wrong. My height, everything about me is wrong for <laughs> me to know what something will look like compared to the image on those patterns. I am just, everything is not a match. And it's confusing. Because I think they designed for five nine. I'm five six. Three inches should not be making such a difference, <laughs> especially since I don't usually have to shorten the bodice. Crazy. Yeah. So the bodice on this, which is supposed to hit at waist, does, and then it hits the floor as well. So it's just mm. fascinating. But I do love the dress. I made this one out of a double brushed poly that was like clearanced at Joann's. And I really, really like the look and I'll continue to look for junky double brush to turn into this dress because it elevated it. It took a kind of meh fabric and turned it into just a real looker. I think I have some double brushed for you. <laughs> cool. <laughs> I wish I'd done that with my kerchief designed double brushed instead of what I did because it would have been super cute in this. That'd be cool. um, but if I have it the next time I go down to um, find fabrics in Norcross, Georgia, I will pick more up. So anyway, cool. that's, that is my very long explanation of everything I'm sewing. So we've got 10 minutes remaining. Why don't you tell me all <laughs> your stuff? And <laughs> um, so I did some style art patterns recently too. One of, 
them you know about because you saw it when we were doing the live, which was this Dialark Teddy tunic, Teddy designer tunic. Um, this, like last week or something, um, Whitney from Tomcat Stitchery put up a tutorial on that. Now, Whitney was a professional sewist, so she really can give you a lot more information on construction and things like that. And like I said, I had a difficulty in the front. So I'm going to watch it as well because I really love the top and I'm going to make more of them. And so I want to be able to get that right. Cause I actually, even after I was done, wasn't quite sure how it was supposed to go. So, um, I'm going to, I'm going to watch what she does. I also made the style arc Sydney designer dress. And I know you've made several of those. I have, and I love it. I love it. I had originally decided to, I had this, I had the striped linen that I got from Gray Lines Linen in New York when I went to the garment district and it's blue and white striped and I love it. And I was going to make horizontal stripes for the bodice and the bottom band, but I didn't have enough. So I made those out of white and I made the middle out of the stripe. I really like how it looks with the white contrast. I do too, Every- actually. The ones I did, I went high contrast on the the yoke and the bottom band because I thought it would be a neat look. And I, I really like that look. So good job. Yeah, I, it came out really good. I'm, um, it, the one thing is I did not <laughs> listen to your advice about um, the, the pockets being low because I thought, well, Jenny says that, but I got really long arms you know? and they're, they're so low. I mean, I can get my hands in there. My hands can reach the bottom, but it would be uncomfortable to carry anything in them. Which is so funny because when I made it, I literally had to bend over to put my hands in the pocket <laughs> because I'm shorter than you are, but I had to bend over to put my yeah. hands in the pockets. They were so low. I didn't, I could not figure out who that was designed for because it didn't make sense to me. Not quite me and it's, either. Yeah. It's one of those where I, I know when I make it again, I'll need to actually use the lengthen here, shorten here lines to make it a little bit shorter because for me, it is six or so inches above my feet. I mean, it's like super long. <laughs> and, the length on it, I like. Now yeah. the length worked for me, but the, um, but the pockets were, did not. Um, I actually, you know, I don't necessarily need pockets in the dress. I know that's not a very popular opinion. I know you don't either, but um, I, I don't necessarily need pockets in my dress. Although at work, it, it is helpful, but. Um, well, and these particular pockets, they're put in on the seam towards the front, as I recall, sort of off center mm-hmm. on either side. And so for me, my complaint about pockets is when they're on my hip at the outside edge of my hip, it's they look bad. They just pooch out. They don't, Mm -hmm. they don't lay the way I need them to, but when they put them in that middle space, they did just fine, except for the part where I really look like I'm doing something inappropriate if I bend over (laughs) to get my hands in my pockets. So, you know, you have to kind of ignore that. Maybe we don't understand the purpose, (laughs) but, um, so the next thing I've got cut out, but not finished yet. I'm making for my mom and it's okay for me to say it because I'm giving it to her on Saturday and this doesn't air until next nice. Tuesday. So. Good point. Um, uh, she really loved my Chris Wood parasol dress. And so 
she chose, I, I showed her the Katie Cortman fabrics. Cause that's what I had used. I'd used a green one, the double gauze. And so I showed her them and she picked out this one, which I will link in the show notes. It is actually on sale right now. Um, it is fabric.com exclusive. So that's the only place you can get it, but, um, it is a, um, it's a, I think they call it pink cheetah or something like that. It looks pink and green and floral sort of, you know, Katie Cortman sort of funky style. And um, I think my mom's really going to like it. I, I love that. That is the same design, but a different colorway that I used for um, my first Tim's undress. Oh, that's right. That's right. You used like a purplish one, right? I did. I did. And I loved it. It's really nice to work with. And just because we're talking about Katie Cortman, I wanted to mention mm-hmm. she is going to be on the new season of Project Runway. I know. I'm so excited. That's really exciting. Um, that starts October 14th. I don't have Broadway, but uh, Bravo, but I think that um, a week after it's on that that NBC one, what's it called? Um, is that Peacock or somebody Peacock, else? Peacock, yeah. Yeah, I think I might be able to get that through Hulu. Anyway, um, <laughs> I think that that's pretty exciting. Yeah, I can't remember. I think Peacock is the one we have to get on October 15th because, <clears throat> because Halloween Kills, the newest Halloween movie, is being released on Peacock and in theaters. And we are we are concerned about COVID enough that we are not doing movie theaters Mm. and on a personal note, not traveling right now. Oh, so that means you're not coming up. It was the absolute worst. We made the decision. I want to say on Saturday or Sunday this week that we just, we just don't feel comfortable traveling that far, having to go into gas stations and grocery stores and, hotels and restaurants and all these things all the way up for our trip going past you and up into New York. And the start of our trip was a film festival, which Mm. we don't comfortable with. And so we have, we have instead decided to book an isolated cabin on a river with a hot tub that we can bring groceries from our local store where we're familiar with the shopping patterns and risk profile and take them and just be secluded for a week and then come back. So nice. That sounds wonderful. So we're hoping it's going to be amazing, but it is not as good as our travel plans. (laughs) So we'll we'll get together some other time. We will definitely have to do that. Oh, such a bummer. But on to better news. Um, We want to talk about new patterns. We do. And I think you put together an amazing list. I have one pattern to talk about. So I'm going to let you go first because we both know I can make that one pattern last an hour. (laughs) (laughs) Well, one of them uh, I had sent to you and I know that uh, you like it as well, which is the Matilda dress from Megan Nielsen. It is this, I think it was just, was it just upsized or was it a whole new pattern? I feel like it was just upsized. Okay, um, okay. But I may remember incorrectly, but it is flipping adorable. It is so adorable. The way they describe it is modern utility style shirt dress. Pattern features princess seams, drop shoulder or sleeves, 
um, pleated breast pockets, an A-line skirt with roomy statement pockets and collar and stand. And there's something very uniformy about it. There is. And I think that's good and bad because I look at it one way. I look at it and I'm like, well, you can make that out of camo and you've got a really interesting, you've got an interesting statement you can make at that point, right? It's, it's kind of. And if you make it out of like white, you would look like a nurse. Right. Absolutely. It's got a lot of good things going for it. And as we move into Halloween season, that's something definitely to note because I know I'm always looking for a way that I can wear a costume to the office and not be worried about what my gorilla suit looks like during the rest of the day after the immediate Halloween candy costume party thing at the beginning. Right. So I, I think it's, I think it's really neat and there's a lot of potential there at the same time. I also think there's some fun to be had in doing a, I don't know, um, Alexander Henry, uh, mermaids print fabric as this uniform dress and maybe having some fun with it, with those pockets or with the collar and stand, making that out of seashell fabric or, or something else. So I think there's a lot of potential with this one. Yeah. Really cool pattern. Now the next, the next one that I'm going to describe is a pattern that I'm really looking forward to making. Now, I'm going to give a little hint here for next month. <laughs> it's not a very good hint, though, because I don't think people would guess it from, from this hint. Do you? No, I don't think so either. Yeah. But this this is what I'm planning to make for next month's challenge. So that's what yep. you got. And, and yet this or anything at all like it is something I would in no way make for next month's challenge. Yeah, it wouldn't it wouldn't fit for you, right? Nope, wouldn't work at all. Yeah. So it's a, it's a, yeah. So this is the itch to stitch legging coat, I think is how it said, or lo- logging coat, L-A-G-A-N. And it is, I just love the style of it. It is a winter coat. It has front and back princess seams. It has shoulder yokes and waistband, which I really like the waistband in it. I I love that idea in the coat. And it has a standard collar with collar stand. It has two-piece sleeves. It has inseam side pockets. It's knee length. It's single-breasted with five-centered buttons. It's completely lined. So this is a nice coat. It has a max size, uh, 63, and, and it comes in different cup sizes. So that 63 would be the maximum cup size for the maximum size. Right. I because this one does, an uh, a B cup through double D for the larger sizes and an A through double D for the smaller sizes. Yeah. So, so. I am, I'm really excited to buy the the, all that I need for it. Uh, it's a pretty expensive thing to do. I think I'm actually going to make a twall. Yeah, I really am. That's very exciting. Um, so. I think it's a nice looking coat. I, I just don't wear coats. Um, <laughs> I've made a couple of them, but, but I'm not a coat person. So yeah. it doesn't matter how amazing it is. I'm just not going to do it. I do love seeing all the different varieties that they uh, included in their pattern announcement. There's, you know, classic tweeds and then there's bright pink and there's patterns and there's different lining choices. There's all kinds of stuff. There's a beautiful plaid. There's all kinds of things in there that, that folks opted to do, uh, in the time leading up to it. And I think it looks really neat. And 
what an amazing, uh, what an amazing style to go ahead and, and try and make for yourself in a, in a really big way. Well, really I'm trying to way. find a nice bright blue color and I can't usually find a blue, like a nice blue coat in ready to wear anyway. So, um, this is a, a chance to make sewing just what we want, right? You get exactly the kind of fabric. That's we want. amazing. I love it. I'm, I'm really impressed. I think that's going to be exciting. Yep. So I only found one to talk about, and I'm going to talk about it before we go into the giant talk about for new patterns. Okay. And the one that I'm most excited by is a pattern that's been released by um, an Instagramist named at the underscore. So underscore. So, so the so, so, and uh, her name is Cindy. And the description I first saw was that Cindy was a, someone who did architectural design for patterns, which I thought, well, that's just intriguing. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to describe the pattern before I give you the name of the pattern, because when I look at the pattern, what I see is, you know, guys in the middle ages in movies, they're wearing a tabard that has a giant, usually cross or a herald or something else on the front mm -hmm. of it. And it's just straight up and down the front of your body. Well, that's the center part of this garment is it's okay. just a tabard straight up and down the front of your body. And it covers from, you know, probably center nipple point straight down. And you can do, this provides the opportunity for two versions of a shirt and one version, two versions of a dress, a full length dress and a knee length dress are the versions offered in the pattern. After you've got that tabard going straight up and down at waist height, if you're making the dress, you are going to attach skirt panels on the sides that are probably giant rectangles or possibly sort of trapezoidal rectangles, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And then they are gathered with elastic that, and this is really critical to note, is not intended to touch your waist. Its purpose is not to pull it in directly against your waist. On most of the patterns that I've seen made up of this, it's it's a little baggy. So it's hanging mm -hmm. down a little bit, perhaps, instead of gripping your waist. And then at chest height, going across whatever chest tissue you have and all the way around to the back is a band. Um, now, it's probably not underneath that tabard, right? It's just yeah. connected on the sides, I'm sure. But it looks like you've got a band under there. So a bandeau going there. So you are you have that as the choice for the dress. On the shirt options... There's a shirt option that has just the elasticized side waist pieces, or you can do it and not elasticize them. So they're cut a different length to be appropriate. The name of the pattern is the Lilu, Lilu, and it's named after the character in the fifth element. And that iconic white dress that is the banding going around ah. this character's body with her shocking, I think, orange hair, but okay. the shocking color hair. So this is definitely a Gen X appropriate garment. And if you make it in white, you also have a Halloween costume. Yeah. Probably still not office appropriate because there will be a lot of flesh on the sides mm -hmm. of your garment below that band and above the waistband and above that band. And until you get to your shoulders, there's, there's a lot of flesh potential. Now I the designer sweater over it though. You could for sure. It would, yeah. it would, dissipate some of the Halloween costuminess of it for the office. But it is it is a fabulous looking dress. The designer, as I read a few days ago, 
is releasing a tutorial on a full bust adjustment, which is what I am waiting on. I bought the pattern within minutes of it being released. Wow. I am so excited by this dress. I I am dying to make it. And I'm going to start by making it in black linen for the whole dress, except the side bands, which I'm going to do in acid green linen. And then once that's my toile, that's my wearable toile. Once I'm done with my wearable toile, I am making the shit out of this in white linen because I am damn well getting myself an appropriate shocking hair wig to be Uh Lilu. This is like, this is my dream. Now here's the best part of that dream. I've never fucking seen the movie, but that iconic character costume Mm -hmm. I recognize and I am dying to do this. So this is the Lilu by the underscore so underscore so and you must run straight out and buy this and then make it so that we can all be Lilu. I see. Yes, except there's a dress. (laughs) Yes. So you kind of found it, but there is a non non overalls version or non suspender version. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> That's the inspiration for it. And if you okay. put something like that in the show notes, that is the inspiration. Yes, that's the inspiration. Now and this it, is obviously not that. And she has covered a little bit more with her version than yes, Ab- absolutely. But at the same time, I look at this and I think you could color block this with a whatever your nude is linen or other fabric right uh-huh. because i'm i'm sort of um splotchy brown <laughs> splotchy brown on peach you could ice dye i'm so <laughs> freckled but you could create your own version where you've colored blocked in uh-huh. your nude color uh-huh. so that you have the white against that and i think that could be so much goddamn fun that this is like going to be the best dress now it's it's not going to work well. It's going to look awful on me and I'm going to be so happy with it. And so that's what I'm excited about right now. Um, That is very cool. I mean, I am dying for that dress. And as soon as I saw somebody post something about it, I think I saw someone post a picture of their sample they'd made ahead of the release. And then I started stalking the designer and then I didn't see answers on their Instagram quick enough. So I like messaged them to say, I have to have this. Where is it? When can I have it? I must have it. And eventually, um, I'm sure after going, Jesus, should I block this woman? She finally decided to come back and be like, well, finally, like 20 minutes later to say, (laughs) actually, it releases in about three hours. And then she messaged again and goes, it's out there now. And I'm like, on it. Oh, my gosh. I think that you may subscribe to something, possibly. I subscribe to a magazine called Fiber Mood. And I was actually expecting this to come out tomorrow because they said Wednesday. But I'm trying to figure out what time it is there because it's six hours ahead of New York and it was right before we did this. So yes, I think at midnight this came out. So- And you saw my secret. Yeah, Fiber Mood 16 came out and I looked through it immediately and guess what I saw? <laughs> I saw Jenny featured in there in one of her Rosalie dresses. That's absolutely true. I got a message from them um, a while back saying, 
they were going to do some featured makes and could they include my image? And I said, absolutely. Cause I do love my Rosalie's. I keep going back to that one. It's a real simple make, very nice to make when you've got a statement fabric and you want something that's really, really going to say something by being just a, a big embodiment of that fabric. So yeah, it was very exciting. That's really cool. So, you know, because I am subscribed to that magazine, I get to choose five PDFs and I found some that, that are really nice. So I'm going to put these pictures in our show notes, but also there's a link in the show notes to the whole magazine and they don't, it's no hiding They you go on there and you can click through all the pages. There's that's no problem. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to be subscribed for that. So I'm going to talk about a few of the patterns. One of them is called the Doris. Now, the reason that I love the Doris so much is for the top version. And let me describe it to you. It is a fairly, what would you say? Like a straight dress, right? Like a fairly straight, straight dress, but it has these puff sleeves on it and the sleeves come down to about the elbow. And when I saw the top version, what I was immediately reminded of was the I am pattern called joy, which is a pattern that I loved. I originally bought the joy, not looking at the size on it. This was a while ago. It was too small for me. It was too small. Oh, wow. And so um, it turns out they were upgrading their sizes. So I was like, oh, great. Maybe I can make it for Anna too, right? It upgraded to one size bigger than me. So um, (laughs) my hip size is 41 inches and it upgraded to one size bigger than me. So um, it's not great. That's a pretty small size in expansion. So I am so happy to have a similar top available pattern that I think really ticks all the boxes that the joy does, but is a pattern that many more people can make. Yeah, I I do like this one. It's um, I would, of course, make the dress version, but I like it both with and without the belt as a dress. I think that's a, a really nice one. The next one I wanted to talk about is called the Ermine. It's a little, it has a little reminiscence of the Roseanne in the way that the, there's a yoke that kind of goes diagonally (laughs) down to the button placket. And then, but it's not near as, it doesn't look like it's near as flowy as maybe it is as the Roseanne, but it has longer sleeves and it just looks like. I don't know this, the most interesting top. It also has gathers along the back yoke. What do you think of that one? So I like the gathers along the back yoke. And in particular, I do notice that they're fond of that angle at the front, which I am less fond of, but I I do like because they've included that as well in, um, in another one called the flora, which has that same angle in they've just on that one. They've done it, um, with, raglan sleeves and no gathering. And so it's, it's a different or very little gathering anyway, gathering of the sleeves, but not the bodice. That one is interesting to me because the gathers, so I've seen gathered sleeves before, right at the top of the sleeves, but this is, since it's a raglan sleeve, Mm -hmm. the gathers are started farther down than you would normally see for, for, for where sleeves get gathered. It's an interesting thing. I think that's, that one's maybe to me more interesting than practical. Like I, I'm not sure I want to wear it. 
Yeah, I think for me, as I look at it, that it's it's really interesting. And I like the concept of the top. The top is really interesting to me. But I think that skirt for my body shape and the way that my body is formed, I don't think this one would look good on me. I think it would have to be too baggy at the bodice and the waist for that skirt to fit me the way that it's shown on their models. Yeah, I think that it would be difficult to sit down in that, right? Like, Yeah, it assumes a lot of not curves. Yeah, um, it, but I but I think it's interesting that they've carried that design through on several recently. I do like uh, the one that you were initially referencing, though. Um, I think that the ermine is interesting, and I think it could be. I think it it would extend down into a dress really nicely. Yeah, I think so too. There's something about that that's kind of got that same Jessica McClintock vibe, you know? It does. You're absolutely right. Especially if you put the skirt on it with gathers Mm -hmm. and a waistband. Yeah. So the next one in there that I thought was interesting is the Alita skirt. Now, this is an interesting skirt because it has a asymmetrical join in the front it's a button front but it goes in a diagonal and i have another skirt that's made by a company that's not that does not have size inclusivity for that that has a similar um opening and so i'm excited to try this one it has pocket patch pockets on the outside which uh I, i don't know if i would rather do that or maybe some kind of like those kind of jeans pockets, you know, I, I think I'd rather. I do that. thought those patch pockets were interesting though, because they wrap around the sides. Yeah, they do. And I wonder, truthfully, I wonder how that would translate on a bigger body because unless you're making it a much bigger pocket, it's not necessarily really going to go as much around the side on me as it might on someone else. And I'm just wondering, but I, I yeah. do like that concept. I think it's interesting the way it wraps. You know what other pattern does that is the Clyde work pants from Elizabeth Suzanne. And I know those, what? They're pants. No, I know. I'm just saying um, (laughs) that I know that it comes in a large size range. And so maybe on Instagram, there's people who've worn it. it, Yeah. Um, But I I like it. I think it's a neat looking design. Um, And I think it, I think, can you imagine it in sort of a mid to heavyweight linen? That would be really cool. I can also imagine it in corduroy. Yeah, for sure. I've got a wide whale red that is waiting for me to find something to make with it. Me too. Mine's a wide whale. It's actually like a hot pink red. Um, But I could see that with that ermine top. I think that I agree with you. Although I do like it with the plain black turtleneck. I think that's really arty. The way yeah. that's been done in the in the styling they've chosen. Now your next one, the Giselle, that is something I really love. And now, I don't think I will make it for myself. I don't think I would like it on me, but I love the styling of this. I like how it looks. So this is also something I considered for um, PF Gen X because mm-hmm. oh yeah, puff the, coats. Those puff coats. Those um. Uh, sleeping bag coats that were so popular when we were younger. Anyways, this is a quilted coat. It's a long coat. The quilting is just, I don't know if you buy the fabric quilted or if you're meant to quilt it yourself in this. That's interesting. That would be, that would be a lot to add to the project, but it has a nice little (laughs) drawstring waist and snaps down the front and um, nice side slits on the side. 
I really like that. I, I agree with you. I thought that one was really neat. And they actually have a few items in here that are um, quilted or at least optional quilting on them. Yeah. And I don't think it's super clear whether you're meant to quilt your fabric in advance or if you're buying quilted fabric, but, but the design is really neat. And it's obvious that that's, that's something they see as popular for this coming season. Yeah. Um, which is, is neat to see. I agree with you that that would be a lot of fun. Now this next one also reminds me of, um, the Tilda reminds me of Gen X. Yes. The, the styling on it very much so. And Jessica McClintock in the same way that the Baker Lou does. Right. The now big this is collar. interesting. This has a big collar, but I think this is very different than the Baker Lou to me. It is. Oh, it's very different. I'm just saying yeah. the big collar. Yeah. But I prefer this big, sharp collar to those like. Oh, well, yeah. The frilly, frilly collars. Mm-hmm. I can't um, understand, Beverly. Why would that be? <laughs> But this, um, this dress, they're actually having a sew along and, um, I don't know if this comes out before the sew along for it occurs, but I will put it in the show notes if it hasn't already happened, but they have, um, different languages being at different times. Um, that's one cool thing they do is that, you know, they're a Dutch company and they put out all these different, um, tutorials in a bunch of different languages. So that's nice. Yeah, I I agree that that is nice. And I, I do like that garment. I will say one of the things I didn't mention in my recent sewing is I did a test sew for someone oh. and it was a test sew for a garment that had an exposed zipper down the front. So you already know I was kicking myself. Um, I got asked to do it on the basis of what the garment was supposed to be. And when I got the pattern, I'm like, what the fuck? There's a, there's a giant <laughs> exposed zipper down the front. And so I did it because I can sew and expose. It's not that I can't do it. It's that I don't want to. Yeah. Um, so I did the exposed zipper, but, but the instructions for the test. So said, just use whatever length zipper you have. And the length I had was four inches longer, four inch shorter rather than the entire garment. I just, and it's a separating zipper. So I just made it a separating on the, the part of the garment that had the zipper, which I thought was a lot of fun. Yeah. And I, I mentioned that right now because I think a separating zipper could be a lot of fun on that. Yes. Yeah. Exposed with, so if you did it out of a chambray, for example, and used like an exposed denim look zipper or mm. an exposed, uh, sort of tan canvasy look zipper with, uh, cool. you know, gold teeth or whatever. I think that could be a lot of fun on this. So sort of an industrial Jessica, McCl- Jessica McClintock combo. <laughs> it's, it's also got a little safari vibes in it, you know? It does for sure. Depending on the colors and the fabric you use. I am for some reason surprised that the back doesn't have darts or other shaping on it that are and visible. The front doesn't either. Drawings. Yeah. It just sort of startles me. It feels to me like something that would have yeah. a bus start or something else. And it may be one where if you have a particular set of chest appendages, you're going to need to put in Maybe. an FBA to make this hang correctly. And then, of course, there's the question of your body shape or size. But I, I find that I think that one's a really neat design as well. Of yeah. the bunch, which are you most likely to sew up first? Um, Probably. I think I'm most like that ermine yeah i think i'm going doris um that's the one i'm gonna have to buy and at some point i gotta subscribe to this darn thing um but the doris is most likely for me i oh I yeah really the doris like is really one. good too that's that's uh that's hard to decide 
but there's there's several more in the um in the magazine for people if they're interested in there is a pair of pants in there that are very uh retro looking pants if you ask me um interesting with jeans type design on them but the people are wearing like in corduroy and it looks pretty cool a lot of yokes um, yeah i i really enjoy fiber mood when it comes out and it's one where i i and i think i just bought the i bought the rosaliana lark mm-hmm. and i didn't know what to expect because i'd had feedback that said maybe it wasn't always great at the top sizes and that hasn't been my experience with the ones that i've had i think they've they've gone quite well so that's good that's good so yeah i'm excited okay so the last thing that we wanted to discuss today <laughs> is our ideas for PF Gen X. Do you want me to go first? Oh, I do because I love your first idea and your example. Okay. So the picture I have is the iconic image of the end of the breakfast club when Judd Nelson, who's John, anyway, I don't know. He's anyway. John Reb- John Q. Rebel. Um. <laughs> But he's he's walking across the football field of the school and he's like raising his fist, you know, and he's wearing this long wool coat, um, this, you know, pretty long coat. It's over his other stuff. He's got a, a plaid flannel on and a jean jacket. And then this is over it. And he's got his pants are stuck in his boots and all that kind of stuff. So he's just the kind of bad boy I would have liked when I was in high school. <laughs> Anyway, the image that I have next to it, which I will post in the show notes, is of the Fiber Mood Raya, which I've already mentioned that I'd like to make. It is about the same length. It is more of a shirt um, jacket um, that I'm going to make with a heavy-duty flannel, but it it's giving the same vibe to me, this very relaxed sort of thing that would go well over jeans and boots. I agree with you. I think that's a, a really good option for that, and of course... Um, it's there are several other things that Judd Nelson is wearing in this image that would be really great makes if you want to take on your first denim jacket or your yes. 500th denim jacket. Um, any basic flannel shirt would be uh, an incredible option. And I know Mana and Broad just released a button down shirt um, that's very size inclusive um, for uh, plus size sewists or fat sewists. And um, there are many, many many, many, many other possible button downs that folks could explore for that. But I like, I like that. I like the image. I like the idea of doing something that comes from a film and posing in a similar fashion. I think that's yeah. really neat as well. Israel. Yeah. So do you want to like say that. your, your one? Next? Absolutely. So one of mine that I am actually going to make is the style arc bell dress, which we've talked about a little bit before. This is a dress that has, um, sort of a deep v-neck that comes up over what looks like a corset belt waistline waistband it's not actually corseted anywhere but you could easily add um corset strings to the back of this garment for example just for funsies which is something i definitely had dresses for in eighth grade um it's got gathered cups for the chest area and then a, a long flared skirt and especially if you slap a ruffle down at the bottom end of that, it very much speaks of grunge. Um, and you throw on your combat boots and you're ready to go in a plaid particularly. But honestly, that style dress, which buttons up the front as well, you could you could stop, stop inserting your buttons and buttons holes at mid-thigh 
mm-hmm. shorten the dress just a little bit, put the ruffle on still, but have it come just a little bit further below your knee to mid-calf max. And again, combat boots, Doc Martens, and a floral print, and you're a dainty floral print, particularly, and you're right back into a vibe of things that I would have worn or did wear during that era. And so that's that's my excitement. I had planned to cut it out and make it this week, but I just, it's here, it's waiting for me, but I got so excited by my Lisa Frank um, hope dress by Style Arc. I, you know, abandoned this other plan temporarily. I'm going to get back to that. I'm sure. Um, but I think that's done. a really good dress for this one. I think so too. So the next one is kind of interesting because the person who I've selected is uh, is an icon from the era of when we were growing up, but who herself is probably a boomer, and that is Stevie Nicks. And so the the outfit is very iconic, Stevie Nicks. She's got this sort of it looks like a almost like a slip top on, like camisole top, looks made out of maybe stretch velvet with a tiered. And handkerchief style, gauzy black skirt, right? So absolutely, I found several <laughs> um, tiered skirts that would go well. And I was taking a look around and I found in Mood Society, so this is a free pattern, this dress, it's called the Water Lily dress. And it's so similar. Of course, the, the fabric they've used is very, very different, but it has sort of that spaghetti strap at the top and the fitted bodice and then this tiered skirt. So that could work, I think, really well for that style of dress, especially if you put some extra kind of gauzy layers over it. Absolutely. And I think as well, um, Friday Pattern Company just released their saltwater slip, which has a spaghetti strap. And it's a very straight up and down slip, which by itself with combat boots and slits up the side is very Gen X appropriate. Yeah. But if you were to choose to slap on a waterfall hem skirt instead of going straight down, or if you were to put other layers over it, it would definitely fit this vibe uh, as well. And if you want something that supports non-visible bra straps underneath it, the Null Arbor cami dress from Munna and Broad, um, which is a bias cut slip dress with uh, straps that are intended to cover your bra straps. That would be another great option for um, both just with combat boots, but also if you were to um, end it as a cami and slap on a waterfall uh, hemmed skirt that you either made separately or made up your own version of. And then finally, I want to give a shout out to friend of the show, Lori, somebody or others, mom. If you go back several months, you'll find she made herself out of a bunch of rectangles or squares. I think actually a, um, a halter neck dress with a handkerchief hem and that style of dress just right there by itself also would fall into sort of this category. And if you did it out of um, that fabric that has the chains on it, like um, uh-huh. Coco Chanel uh-huh. did, I think it's Chanel, uh-huh. the chains, that would also feed back into the era of excess, the 80s, um, in mm-hmm. terms of a way to do it. So you could have a really wonderfully ironic Stevie Nicks handkerchief hem skirt with with a halter top yeah. or tank top. So yeah. Sure. And I think there's so much else you could do just by, like I mentioned at the top of the show, finding properties from that era and making it into anything. You know, the original Star Wars fabric from the late 70s, early 80s could, in any garment, is a modern take on an old property, right? That's true. And so there's a lot of fun to be had there. 
I love to see all the ways that people interpret the theme um, and come up with things that we didn't even think of. Absolutely. And I'm very excited by it. Honestly, I like sometimes just seeing what pops into our heads that we didn't think of at the beginning of the month too. Yeah. Yeah. um, I'm surprised by how much 80s inspired stuff I feel like I have around my house just right off the bat. And I haven't even gone into wild directions like Cindy Lauper's entire wardrobe yeah. or, um, or Annie Lennox or any of these other directions using the Heather um, jacket from Friday Pattern Company to do David Byrne's big white suit. I mean, there's, there's so much there. Prince and anything purple. <laughs> yep, that's true. That's true. So. so there are lots and lots of choices out there. I hope you'll share with us some of your plans on this and your makes. And next week, we'll talk about what we've gotten finished, what we've sewn up, and whatever people have finished up until that time. Absolutely. Or planned or posted from previous months that they made or right. in any way suggested that they were thinking about us and uh, and our shared content. Yeah. So in other words, just submit something, people. We're going to accept it. You want prizes, you got to submit, share so that your friends can join in on the fun. I promise they won't win instead of you. And by promise, I mean, I have no way of knowing. Unless you're friends with Margie Meigs. Yeah. In which case Margie has uh, opted not to win again at this time. And she has. <laughs> she really has. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's like, no, people are going to hate me. <laughs> <laughs> Margie's like, I feel like, I feel like I've won enough for right now. So, oh, that's which is sweet. very kind. That's very kind. (laughs) Anyway. Okay. Well, it's been another good show. Great talking to you. I feel a lot better than when I started talking. Absolutely. Me too. See you you next Tuesday. Tuesday. The Punk Frackers is created, produced, and edited by Beverly Baptiste and Jenny Hassler. On Instagram, you can find the podcast at Punk Frackers. You can find Jenny at J.O. Hassler and Beverly at Weeds to Wildflowers. Our artwork and music is created and performed by Jim Duran. You can find him on Instagram and his website at jimduran.art.